Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V, right here on the Believe Network. This is a victory episode after dominating the Chicago Bears, or at least in the final three minutes, we dominated the Chicago Bears, and a Thanksgiving preview episode. And of course, I am joined, as always, by a man very qualified to talk about beating the Chicago Bears, talk about beating the Green Bay Packers, and talk about Thanksgiving, a man who has a couple interceptions against both those teams. It's Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, took a couple days to de-stress after Sunday against the Bears, but now it's the holiday season, or at least it's the American holiday season. We were just talking before the show. (laughs) I am Canadian. I live in Ontario, so I just get to enjoy American Thanksgiving, even though we don't get the holiday. I still take it and enjoy it. That's, uh, I mean, yeah, you taught me something with that one. I I had no idea. Excuse my uh, American ignorance. (laughs) <laughs> I had no idea. I thought everybody did Thanksgiving at the same time. Um, but, man, it's cool that um, y'all get to get two of them. And, you know, you'll get to enjoy some football, some Lions football. Three good games on tomorrow should be. Um, so it should be a good day. It should be a very good day. And you've had a couple of those good days on Thanksgiving with the Detroit Lions. So, why don't you walk us through the process? Because you got to be at the stadium earlier than normal because it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. Does much else change other than that being on Thanksgiving, at least before? I know after is completely different. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you got to be there early. It's, you know, hoopla around it because they generally have like a marathon uh, downtown, like some kind of race, turkey run. Oh, downtown. yeah. Um, so it's a lot of traffic, streets blocked off. They generally, they used to take, the team over by bus uh they would like i remember they used to make us at some point like we would drive our car to the stadium the night before catch a bus to the hotel and then catch a bus back so then after the game your car is already at the stadium because they with all the roads being closed and this and that people uh we would just get a police escort and uh get them over there but i used to always go like super early i i i I don't think i rode the bus to a game in detroit very slim because i would always get like a car or they'll have like a car or some kind of way it started with me and dominique radiola um was doing it back when don was playing and then when he left i kind of kept doing it and then by the time i was done we used to have a whole bus they, they start getting like a mini bus to take a lot of people over that wanted to go early, you know, training people and equipment people, things like that to kind of just get set up. Um, but, yeah, you get there early and it's a lot going on in the stadium because they got the performances and all that stuff going on. Um, and it's just early. You know, they got the parade on on the big screen, you know, so you can kind of see what's going on outside. Um and then, you know, outside of that, you know, pregame is maybe seems a little longer because it's a lot going on. Halftime, you know, they had a big performance. You know, I think Jack Harlow is mm-hmm. performing this this time. So just a lot going on, like, in that regard. Um, but outside of that, the game is the game, you know. Um, it's just a lot of 
other things going on outside of the game. But, you know, the game is going to be the game. And uh, you get started 30 minutes early. You generally play a 1 o'clock game. It starts at 1230. Um, So outside of that, it's pretty normal. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. And Thanksgiving is, it's a game, but it is also a pretty big game. The Lions typically don't lose too often on Thanksgiving. Granted, we did lose last year to the Buffalo Bills, but the Buffalo Bills were one of the best teams in the NFL at that point. That's why they scheduled the Lions against the Bills. And that kind of kickstarted the rebirth of the Lions. That loss right there. Since then, we haven't done a whole lot of losing. Yeah, that was a really good game. Um, and like you said, after that game, the Lions just kind of went on a tear and they they still own it. And I would hope that will continue. And I'm glad that they're playing a division of game um, this this year, you know. And I think they try to keep that game fairly regionally close because mm-hmm. it is a holiday. You know, it's a short flight from Buffalo. So playing at 1230, you know, they can play the game and Buffalo can be back home by, you know, eight o'clock dinner. You know, um, or Chicago can be back. Green Bay can be back. I remember when I was in Houston, we played, you know, it's a little longer flight, but I was still able to get back nighttime to enjoy a little Thanksgiving. You know, I feel bad for, you know, teams like the Commanders. They got the midday game in Dallas. Like, their Thanksgiving is done. And then Seattle is playing San Fran. So, um, I mean, it's a night game. So, San Fran is going to be up in Seattle all day or however it works out, whoever got the home game. So they, they, it'd be different for them, but the Lions is, is pretty pretty regional. So last year was Buffalo. This year it's a division game. And I like that it's a division game, you know, that, that just brings a little more uh, excitement to it for the Lions because you want to win. You want to win. Um, you want to win anyway. And the Lions don't lose on Thanksgiving. So I look for them to go out and, and, and play really well. Uh, beat the Packers and be able to get two division wins in a span of five days. And that's the crazy thing. It would be two division wins in less than a week. And that, well, we've already got seven straight division wins. That would be eight straight wins against the NFC North, which is an incredible run that the Lions have been on. It did look like that run might have come to an end on Sunday at a point, but we rebounded. We rallied with three, four minutes left. And it was okay, but Glover, what did you think about that matchup against the Chicago Bears? Man, I was sitting there kicking myself. I was like, did I jinx the guys, man? (laughs) How we're going to beat the Lions. I mean, how we're going to beat the Bears, and we don't lose to the Bears. And I'm sitting there like, because from the very beginning, I could, like I said, you can always kind of tell how the Lions are going to play the way they started. Like defensively, they did not start great. Chicago went all the way down the field, methodical drive, scored a touchdown. We come out, we don't move the ball, and next thing you know, they're scoring again. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, Then you look up, it's 
four minutes left in the fourth quarter and it's 23 to 14. I'm just like, how are they going to lose to the freaking Bears, man? Like, golly, whenever you just want to get over the hump, it's just always something, you know? And then once they threw that touchdown to J-Mo, I was like, okay, we got time. We got to get a stop. Um, but, yeah, I was scared for a while, man. I was like, oh, my gosh, I done jinxed the guys. I done jinxed us. You know, man. and I was in San Antonio at a soccer game, so I was watching it on my iPad. And I'm just like, oh, did I talk too much? And it doesn't seem like you talk too much. Lines do pull it out. But, yeah, it was a stressful time. And it was a quick game, too. It was a lot of running. They didn't get out of bounds a lot. Not a lot of incomplete passes, it felt like. And so it felt like the game was over super early. Like, I blinked, and all of a sudden, like you said, there's only four and a half minutes left in this game, and we're down two scores. What are we going to do? And a lot of Lions teams in the past would have folded. Lions have actually never before Sunday come back from a two-score game with four and a half minutes left in the game. And now they go and make history. Yeah, that was that was big. You know, that showed a lot. That showed a lot about that team. That showed the maturity in that team. That showed the grit that that team has, their will and belief that they can win. You know, it showed all those things. And those are things that you have to have. Those are types of wins that you have to have on this journey, on this road to – um, you know, a potential Super Bowl. So that was a huge win. You know, being in those situations and you come out on top, it just helps you because if you make this thing, if you make a run, you're going to be down some games. You're going to be down and you're going to have to battle. You know, you're going to be in some tough games. So winning games like this just builds more character, helps you in the long run. And hopefully, hopefully it, uh, you know, it'll pay off and, you know, the Lions will will see some benefits from and be able to look back and say, you know, you remember that that game we had against the Bears like that right there got us ready for this moment right here. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, it'll be the kind of thing. Hey, remember when we were down two scores, came back in four and a half minutes? Well, there's 12 minutes left on that clock. We got more than enough time for that comeback. Those kinds of things you can look to. And we've always known this about the offense at the very least. Jared Goff, even with three interceptions, is able to come back. The run game looks strong at times. Amon Ross, St. Brown, 77 yards and a TD. But even with the three interceptions, the offense still chugs along. Yeah, you know, and that was surprising a little bit to see him throw some of the passes that he threw and miss some of those throws but i think the thing that you can see and this is probably what you see around the league a lot is when you are the guy unquestioned unquestioned guy that's what can happen when you're not the unquestioned guy that could spiral downhill. And what I mean is, Jared Goff's the guy in Detroit. He is the quarterback. They believe in him. They're not sitting there like after throwing three interceptions that they're going to bench him to put somebody else in. They're going to they're gonna live with Jared Goff. They're going to go down with Jared Goff. And they, they believe that he can get the job done. Yeah, you made a couple bad throws. That's fine. We believe you can make the next one. And that's what you get. You get that, and a quarterback feels that. His teammates are not 
throwing a towel in on him. His teammates are not back. None of that stuff. They're still believing. And so he keeps playing. He don't get down on himself. And then you can come back in the fourth quarter and make some big-time throws, some big-time plays, and lead your team back from a two-score deficit with under four minutes to go. So that's what, you know, when you have that backing from your coaches, your players, your teammates, all those things, it just, hey, I've been struggling, but we still in it. Defense kept us in it long enough. Let's go, let's go out and do this thing. And you can refocus and, and make some of the plays that you know you're capable of making. And to just top it off with the David Montgomery go-ahead touchdown too, just it was just storybook, just complete a fairy tale ending. And then you get the Aiden Hutchinson strip sack safety to end the game. Just chef's kiss, beautiful. Yeah, that was that was dope. That was that was, you know, as a I'm not gonna lie, everybody in that situation on the defense is looking to be the game ender, right? Every DB is like, all right, I know they gotta throw the ball. I'm trying to catch the pick to end the game. Every D lineman is like, I know they gotta throw the ball, so I'm trying to get the sack, the force fumble to end the game. Every linebacker is like, I know they gotta throw it, so I'm not even jumping up and biting on the run. I'm trying to catch the pick to end the game and it happened to be Aiden Hutchinson he got the sack to force fumble heads up play to push the guy so he can't go down and recover the fumble um that's just that's just a big play and I and, and, and to that point I saw something in the game and this is just a teaching moment I saw something in the game and it was Cam Sutton had to fumble right when he punched the ball out in that situation we got the ball True enough. But in that situation, I would like to see Cam Sutton finish the tackle because he punched the ball and let the receiver go. The receiver almost recovered the ball. Yep. Right? When you punch the ball out, you got to finish the tackle and keep that guy away from getting up and getting the ball. Your teammates that are hustling to the ball, because you should have more defenders hustling to the ball than they have offensive guys, right? So you punch that ball out, you tackle that guy and keep him from getting the ball and let your teammates recover the fumble. So what Aiden did, hey, he got the ball loose, big boys going to get it, I'm going to push him. Nothing wrong with pushing. I'm not going to let you go down there and recover the ball. Aiden's trying to get a touchdown in that situation because I don't want you to recover the ball. And he ends up kicking it or pushing or whatever he did, get the ball out of bounds, and you get a safety. But in those situations, if you're the tackler, you tackle and keep keep that guy from getting the ball and let your teammates come and recover it. Yeah, I think it's the difference between punching the ball out for a guy versus the the, the little drop when they've got it in their hands as a quarterback, right? Because the quarterback, he it's it's out of his hands and it's, it's a couple seconds before he knows it. The receiver knows immediately that he right. has fumbled it and he's going for that ball because right. he doesn't want to be the guy to let – he doesn't want to turn make it a turnover. If he fumbles and loses it, it's a lot worse than just fumbling. Right, and they be possessed trying to get it back. When they fumble – and that ball still loose, they will run through anybody to try to get that ball because they know they don't want to lose that ball. They don't care what they got to do. They'll dive 
on a hand grenade trying to get that ball once they fumble it. So you better do your <laughs> a good job of holding that guy down for sure. Absolutely. And it was nice to see some turnovers in those key moments. But how did we get to that point against the Chicago Bears? How did the offense just move the ball so well over and over and over again? Like the run defense, it seemed they were biting on the handoff. And then Justin Fields just walks untouched around the edge over and over again. What happened there? Yeah, defensively, they just wasn't playing well. Justin Fields was, was beating them with his legs. And, that you know, once that start happening, that, that opens up things for wide receivers. Um, so they were struggling. Offensively, they were moving the ball, and we was turning it over. That was the big thing. You know, you move the ball, interception. You move the ball, interception. That's that's the thing. We can't We can't stop the quarterback scramble, and we're turning the ball over. You know, and that's what's scary because being the Chicago Bears isn't a great team. You know, you're playing against a top team. You're playing against, you know, a, a better team. You can't turn the ball over four times or three times or whatever it is. You got to get points. Even if it's three, you got to get some kind of points because the good teams are going to find ways to score as well. And you giving them three extra chances, it's hard to win those games against good teams. They were able to beat Chicago. So luckily they were playing Chicago when they had that type of performance and hopefully they can get that out the system. And so are you worried going forward about the Lions and how they've handled these mobile quarterbacks in the past? I mean, even Geno Smith, who's not a runner, they just kept letting him escape the pocket and just dink and dunk and make these plays. But then the actual quarterbacks that run like Justin Fields goes for over 100 yards. Are you worried about that? No, nah, because the team's in the playoffs aren't like running quarterbacks outside of maybe Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Dak Prescott, maybe. But 49ers, Brock Purdy isn't running. Yeah. Um, I mean, whoever comes out of the South, I don't know who's going to come out the South. Derek, Derek Carr's not running. Derek Baker's not, not running. running. Yeah, those guys aren't really running. You know, Geno, you know, I, I feel like the, the, the Seahawks, honestly – Depending on how it shakes out in the next couple of weeks, they're going to be probably hoping that the Lions get the two seed and they can try to muscle their way into the seven because we struggle against the Seahawks. Um, and that right there would be, I'm not going to lie, that would be a scary matchup for me. I'll be sitting there like, oh, my gosh. But on the road to a championship, you gotta you you got to defeat your giant. And for some reason, Seattle is the Lions' giant. You have to go through them to get to the Super Bowl. So I, I can see that happening down the stretch. Um, but I think, you know, as far as the scrambling quarterback, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, let's just hope that they're fine. Maybe they can get it rectified um, by, the, by the time they, they get there make some adjustments and cover things up. They'll have another challenge against the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, who, like you said, he's a mobile quarterback. He's not a scrambler. He's not a rusher, but he's a mobile quarterback. And so the Lions, even guys that aren't running the football when they escape the pocket, they just seem to have this thing against them. So I'm hoping that we can clean that up. It was a good game from a lot of players, though. Aiden Hutchinson, six pressures, even though he only had the one sack. Three tackles for loss from Brian Branch, too. Just guys on a tear. 
Yeah, he's he's time his timing of blitzing off the edge is incredible. Um, you know, he, he his looks against slot receivers is good. He's disguising it well. And he's literally just faster and quicker than those those guys. They can't they can't block him. And so um, but he's a safety that's able to play the nickel. So he he got tackle ability and his timing is great. So that's gonna lead to a lot of tackle for losses. And he was able to capitalize on 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 Sunday and get three of them. That's huge. Absolutely huge. And hopefully he's able to get some more of those this week against the Green Bay Packers. I don't know who he's going to be tackling in the backfield, though, because A.J. Dillon's a little bit banged up. Aaron Jones is out for the game. He's not going to be playing this week. And then just there's a whole host of other injuries for the Green Bay Packers. This is not a healthy team. Does that do anything? It's What I'm wondering is they're backed into a corner, the Green Bay Packers. Does that make them dangerous, or does that just make them hurt? Uh, I think it just makes them hurt. I think... I think, you know, what what when I, when you say backed into a corner, I think what we're seeing out of Minnesota is being backed into a corner, but you got good players. Yeah. Right? You got talented people. You guys just wasn't playing well. Now you get to a point where you kind of like, hey man, our season is gonna be over with before it even gets started. And they were able to put it together and they pulled off, you know, five or six wins in a row to get right back into the hunt. I don't know if if Green Bay has the, that caliber of players. Yeah. Right. I don't know if they have like that wide receiver that's like a monster. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they have the guys that can do that or yeah. be that. So, yeah, I think they might play hard. They might feel like they're backed up against the wall. But how are you going to get out of it? Just playing hard? That's not going to get it because I'm sure the Lions are going to play hard as well. And if we're both playing hard, but I'm a better team, I've got better players, then my team is probably going to win. Um, But it'll be interesting to see. It will. It really will. Because last time... Lions started off real, real hot against the Green Bay Packers. They go up 27 to three at half, and then they just open that window just a little bit. Game ends 34-20. Are you worried about that at all? Are you worried about the Lions third quarter snoozes that they've had? Or is this just new game? We're going to let all that go to rest. Yeah, that would be probably the only thing because you don't want to give a team any kind of hope. Right? You don't want yeah. them to feel like, hey, man, we could have we could have did this. We moved the ball in the second half. You know, you don't want to give them any of that stuff. But still, at the end of the day, the Lions are a better team. So I'm sure the Lions are going to look at that second half and see what they did to 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 have success. Right. What did the Lions stop doing? All these different things. And I'm sure they'll be fine. I mean, that was a while ago. It's, Late in the season now. It's week 11, ain't it? Yeah. It's it's yeah. Uh, quite a bit later than the first yeah. time we played. So I think that'll be fine. I think that'll be fine. And especially because the one thing I look at, it's going to be a lot of different differences. It's a different team on both ends. But you look at 211 rushing yards from the Detroit Lions, 121 rushing yards and three touchdowns from David Montgomery. That translates no matter what. Being able to run the football down someone's throat translates. 
always. And Jameer Gibbs, only eight carries in that game. It's a whole new offense for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be like that. He's going to have games where he don't get as much. And, I mean, we knew this was David Montgomery's former team. So, yeah, we all may not talk about it as much and try to make it a bigger deal than what it really is, but it's always a big deal. Coaches know it. They, everybody knows it. And just because it don't get talked about publicly doesn't mean it's not talked about in the meeting rooms. Like, I, it just is what it is. Um, so, yeah, Jameer didn't have as big of a day, but he's still so dynamic when he does get the ball out the backfield, passing or running. So, I mean, he David ran a lot on Sunday. Short turnaround. I can see Jameer getting a lot more this week. It's a true two-headed monster. It, it's going to be a lot of fun against the Green Bay Packers, and it's going to be a lot of fun on defense, or at least I hope so, because last time we played the Packers, it was a lot of fun. Two interceptions from Jerry Jacobs. He was taken after Glover Quinn. He went to hand school. He's been paying attention to the show. And then five sacks from the defense as well. And I got to tell you, I... Maybe we were a little bit disrespectful to the Bears last week because they didn't scare me either. But this Packers offense just doesn't strike fear into my heart. I mean, with Aaron Jones being out and A.J. Dillon being questionable or whatever he was, I don't know anybody else on their offense. I mean, I know you got, what, Christian Watson, yeah. receiver. He just, to me, just seems like he can't get right all the way for some reason. Is Jordan Love still the quarterback? Did he get hurt? No, he's still QB1, 322 yeah. yards against the Chargers. It's the Chargers, though. And that's a, that's good. That's a lot that's a lot of yards. But like I said, I just don't I just don't feel like they have enough to beat the Lions and I hope I hope I'm not talking too much, but I just don't feel like they have enough offensive firepower from a tight end standpoint, receiver standpoint, running backs. I just don't think they got enough. Well, and it gets even worse, too, because now their tight end is on injured reserve. He has a lacerated kidney, which is a severe injury, and he might miss the rest of the season. So it's not going to get any better for the Green Bay Packers, and we are not nice enough to let the Packers off the hook. This is going to be a physical matchup, the Lions. I think after how close that last game is, the Lions are going to come out swinging, and it's going to be four quarters of dominance. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. We're going to get started early and often. We always try to put on the show on Thanksgiving. Always. Always. So I look for them to I look for them to try to try to run it up, try to put on the show, you know, expect all types of trick plays and gadget plays and shots. Expect those type of things. It's it's Thanksgiving in Detroit. And so do you have a final score prediction for Lions versus Packers? Ah, you know, last week I had the line score right. I think I had 31. I gave to Chicago got more than what I expected. I think I had gave them 10. They ended up getting a couple more touchdowns. This game. Ooh. What was the score to the first game? 34 to 20. I like that. I can see it being. 38, 37 to 17, 
30. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll go 37-14. Lions. Absolutely love it. Four or five touchdowns for the Lions, two touchdowns for the Packers. It is a good day on Thanksgiving. Glover, I got to ask you this. What was your best day? on Thanksgiving. And I'm going to ask with the Lions cuz I know you did have a Thanksgiving that was pretty good with the Texans, but no Lions fans are happy about that loss. Right, right, right. Um what was my best day on Thanksgiving? You know, the first game, the first game I played on Thanksgiving with the Lions, we beat the Packers like 40 to 0 or something like that. 40 something to something. It was bad. Um, 40 to 10 or something. And Aaron didn't play, but it was still great to beat those guys. I think I caught a pick. I think I caught a pick on Thanksgiving against Chicago one year. So it's always fun to catch picks, especially on Thanksgiving. And especially against the Bears. Especially against the Bears. Um, my best day, I I don't really know. I don't even really remember. Like a lot of the Thanksgiving Day games. I remember we played Philly on Thanksgiving in 2016. I hurt my ankle. 2015, I think we played the Bears. I think that's when I caught the pick. Well, it would have been no 2014 is when I caught the pick. 15 is when I hurt my ankle. 16, we played the the Bears again. 17, we played the Vikings, I think, and lost. I think that was Coach Caldwell's last year. 18, we played the Vikings again, I think, with Matt Patricia. And uh, I could be wrong. Um, 14, I think it was the Bears. 13, it was the Packers. I thought we played the Packers twice, so. I may be mixed up somewhere, but I, I mean, I would have to say probably the first game that we played my first game in Detroit on Thanksgiving, 2013, we played the Packers beat up on those guys. Pretty good outside of the ticky tack personal foul that I got. It cost me about 15 grand. Uh, it was a good game. 15 grand for a personal foul. And it wasn't even a personal foul. It was like Jordy Nelson was like, stepping out of bounds and I just like shoulder checked him. I didn't even knock him down. Just like shoulder checked him as he's stepping out of bounds. They call an unnecessary roughness penalty during the game, late hit and y'all got fined for it. That's silly. That's silly. I didn't even take him to the ground. That's that's it. it at the time it's though, it, it was it was the Packers. They the Packers got all the breaks at that time. Right. Still frustrated years later, but some pretty good Thanksgivings, including that one, other than the silly fine. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving is just fun. I love playing on Thanksgiving. You know, it's just a good thing. And it was so full circle to me because I grew up playing football on Thanksgiving and watching the the Lions on Thanksgiving. As a kid, you know, you grow up and you're watching Barry Sanders and, and the Lions first thing. And then when, by the time the game go off, it's evening time. You're at eight already. And then you just go out and play football. So I grew up watching the Lions on, on Thanksgiving. And to to end up playing with the Lions on Thanksgiving was pretty special. 
sounds like a pretty fantastic moment. And now you get to bring it full circle once again. Watch the Lions on Thanksgiving. Watch them get a victory, which you got for the Lions against the Chicago Bears. Just all big, full, full circle here. Any final thoughts on Thanksgiving, the NFL, the Lions, Detroit, anything at all? Oh, man, it's Thanksgiving. It's, it's the Thanksgiving season. So um, we all got a lot to be thankful for. Um, find people that that in your life that you are thankful for and tell them. Let them know that that you appreciate them, that you're thankful for them. I appreciate you and, and everything that you do to, to make this show and, and make us run. And, you know, all the people that's listening to us, I appreciate you guys. We're definitely thankful for that. So, yeah, it's just a it's a gratitude season, man. Show some gratitude to people, thankful, um, you know, and, and the guys that 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 have to go out and play football on this Thanksgiving, on this sun, on this Thursday to entertain America. We appreciate you guys. We're thankful the sacrifices that y'all make with your families. Um, you know, we don't take that stuff. For, I don't take that stuff for granted. Um, and I know everybody try to throw the money and they're well, they get paid lots of money. Yeah. But still, you still don't get to, you know, spend those, those moments, um, with, with your loved ones, like, like everybody else. So, um, just thankful for those guys and, and everybody. So that's just my little spiel. It's just Thanksgiving. So I, I'm, I'm, I like, I like Thanksgiving. It's a beautiful time of year. Make sure everyone out there express your thankfulness, your gratitude for the people in your life that you love, that you care about, that have done great things for you. I am very thankful to get to work with Glover Quinn, to work with GQ each and every week. It is truly an honor. I'm thankful for all of you out there listening to me get to talk to, to Glover Quinn, which is truly an honor. So thank you, everyone out there for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.